Broken Dub podcast analyzes what makes Olympic athletes, comedians, writers, and creatives great. Season one is titled Breakthroughs. This season of the podcast delves into the breakthroughs we have in our respective fields. We destigmatize mental health and move past the roadblocks in our minds. Today, we have on the podcast Richard Torres Jr. He's a super heavyweight boxer. That's 91 plus kilograms, 200 plus, plus pounds in uh, pounds. He's born in, on June 1st, 1999. Whoa, dude. Young, you're ready to rock. He's from Tulare, California, out of Tulare Athletic Boxing Club, TAC Boxing. Uh, that is uh, his trainer and coach is his father, Richard Torres Sr. So we have a family of athletes. Uh, and, and obviously we know that you grind and that's what this kind of this podcast is about. Everyone respects the mental grind. The physical game is obviously something that's important in sports, but whatever we do, uh, you kind of exemplify and personify a grind or a hedgehog, someone who works hard in every way. What, what would you say your grind is like daily when you go in the gym and, and what is your, your, the, the philosophy that guides you? Yeah. So, I mean, just a little bit about how I train is uh, when I'm non-camp, I train about two, three times a day. When I'm in camp, which I'm currently am, I'm at the Olympic Training Center in San Francisco, in San Diego, or Chula cool. Vista, and uh, I'm currently training four times a day. I say my grind is, uh, it's kind of, I was born with it. not really born with it. My dad, like, taught me it growing up. You know, I, I learned my grind through watching other people. You know, uh, yeah. I see how hard my dad works. I see how hard my mom and my sister works. I see how, how hard my fellow athletes work. And uh, I, I want to be on that level. You know, I want to be on that level where my dad is in uh, just the grind level. And, and my athletes, too. You know, I see the wrestlers doing all, all they do. I see everyone and how hard they train. And I just try to mimic that. So you so you just like inspire like I got to tell you what the similar similar things for me I'm like constantly inspired by seeing other people do it and I'm just like let's go it's kind of one lamp lights the next so obviously right now you're training four times a day and you still find time to do extra we'll call it extracurriculars I mean come on this is like you know you go above and beyond um, tell me what it's a, what's it like right now training four times a day you were training in a in a Macy's am I correct in saying that yeah is, are you there right now in, no in a, actually that was. Yeah, that was. I was in Colorado Springs, actually. Uh, the cool. Olympic Center in Colorado Springs had actually closed down due to COVID. Uh, and so now this is considered the elite athlete training center in uh, Chula Vista. And uh, so I'm really thankful to have us here. We're actually on the tennis courts. And so we have a really cool. nice setup, though. We have about two rings in there, uh, like a nice canopy over it. And so it's a really good setup. Now, I have a question. Is your dad with you in Chula Vista? He's not. He has to work. And uh, it's, it's tough because I thought I was going to have him in Argentina. I thought I was going to have him going to Tokyo. And uh, due to COVID, I can't – there's no outside visitors, you know, so no one's going to come there. But he's real supportive. I talk to him every day. I, I just finished FaceTime him after our first training session. And cool. uh, so he's, he's, still on the, he's still on board. So he's still, he's still running the business. And so you have a family of athletes. We know what that's like. I, I, obviously, those are you know, star athletes. It's like – Wow. I mean, it almost sounds like it, your, your destiny is, is also not just in sport. I mean, I see you do video and you're kind of documenting your experience. What is a, you know, is there a foray potentially in, in that space? Is that something you want to go into one day? I mean, I, I really enjoy it and I don't know if I enjoy posting it. I mean, it sounds really selfish. I don't know if I enjoy it so much for posting for other people to see, but I love going back and watching it. You know, I, right. I love to see what I've done. And, uh, and I think that's amazing. And if other people like seeing that too i mean that's just a plus but uh that's honestly just kind of a hobby of mine right now i if if i have time i do it 
Um, I've really focused in today, though. I mean, this camp, it's, we have about a six-week camp. And, you know, I delete all, most, almost all my social media accounts except for Instagram because I need that for sponsors. But, uh, you know, everything, you know, Snapchat, all that stuff, I, I'm really just trying to, to hone in on, on, uh, on my skill and get focused. I'm like, I'm like, yes, get rid of Snapchat. I'm like, geez, that's another one. Another one I got to go to Snap. I've already done TikTok. I'm like, I'm in the TikTok. Lord, there's just so many. I'm on LinkedIn. It's embarrassing. No, <laughs> no. So, so obviously, you know, you're, you know, Southpaw, right? And, and I mean, that comes with its own flurry of uniqueness. What is it like living in an orthodox world in boxing? But like, is, is, do you, do you, do you write left-handed and everything? Like what? Yeah. Right. Kick left-handed. I mean, growing up, oh. it was a little difficult. Uh, yeah. Like playing outside sports, you know, stuff like that. It was like playing baseball and things. It was a little difficult, but uh, I had a lot of benefits in boxing. You know, they, uh, I think it's 9% of the population's left-handed but 40% of elite athletes in combat sports are left-handed. So, uh, so there's a lot, you know, so, right. uh, so I was kind of, kind of born for this, you know, <laughs> in a, right. a kind of cliche way. Of course. But, yeah. And my dad did, my dad, once he saw that I was a lefty, you know, he just ran with it. You get a couple of coaches that they see their fighter lefty, they have a hard time training them. And so they just train them righty. My dad, he took on the challenge and uh, I mean, I'm, I'm here today. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I saw it, uh, your fight, um, you know, versus uh, Q, I believe it's Cuba's Pedro Justiz, right? Is that right? Did I say that right? Yeah, Pedro. Uh, Pedro, I mean, what a fight. And you dropped into a, a knee, I believe, with a, a left straight. Am I right in this? And yeah. It was a beautiful, I mean, that's that was, you know, I don't know if it's called a faint. I'm like over here. There was something, you, you know, straight. It was, you were so spot on. Is there any, like you talked about combat sports, is there any, I mean, this, we know that MMA is getting bigger and bigger every day and the UFC is growing and one championships growing and they're doing now encaged, like almost bare knuckle stuff. Or is there ever a, a desire to do that? Or is it boxing and then go down the pro boxing route and, or is everything in flux? I give MMA, UFC, all those guys a ton of credit. You know, yeah. I would never want to take an elbow. I'll never want to take a foot or a knee. I've taken a couple of elbows to the face and man, that hurts. <laughs> I'll let them stay in the octagon. But, uh, you know, the, the sweet science, I like to call it the ring. Yeah. That's kind of my domain and I want to stick to that. Yeah. So you said sweet science, which brings up a great point. I mean, you said your favorite um, musician and musical artist is Beethoven. And with the sweet science of boxing, like how do you consider, a, do you do, or do you consider like a, a boxing match, like, you, you know, like a symphony how, or how do you play it? Like I've, I've heard, heard people discuss and say like, Vinny Pazianza was kind of like sometimes like a, you know, cause he would throw these unique punches. How does that make you feel? So, yeah, I mean, I, I do enjoy that music a lot, but I'm, I was also a chess club president. So I kind of view boxing more along the lines of a chess match. Nice. You know, every move has a counter move and um, no one move is always the right move. You know, one move mm. can always have a different move and you have to start thinking, you know, four or five punches ahead. You know, that once you punch, you know, you have to slip, move over, be able to attack again, then get out one more time. And, uh, being able to see the the lines they say in chess and being able to say that in boxing too is it, kind of cool. Wow, what's do you have a favorite chess film or TV show? Go, we got to hear it right now. Yeah, right? I, I honestly like that new one, the uh, the uh, Queen's Gambit. Queen's I, Gambit. I, I, yeah, that's oh, that was an amazing show. I watched it all. Come on, <laughs> Beth Warren. Whoa, okay, but I mean Queen's Gambit are also searching for Bobby Fischer. I mean there is something cool that's just uh, fascinating. Obviously, and Russians are good boxers too, just like Russians are good in chess, right? It is a chess game. So that's cool to hear you kind of compare that, find that metaphor. What's it? So, other than that, like, obviously, what has it been like training for you in the pandemic? Like, is it, 
or is it messing with you? Is that, you know, a lot of people I've talked to everyone, they're all like domed and sad. And so there's some, a little bit like we, we miss this human connection sometimes, but do you have that? No. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, when it first hit, we were actually on track to go to this tournament we're going to right now. So really postponed everything about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but going home, I mean, I'm from a small farm town and uh, there wasn't really much to do anyways. And, uh, and so like, it just kind of moved on from like the real scientific type of training to like an old, old school type training. You know, my dad used to go out there and I was, you know, uh, breaking cement blocks with a sledgehammer. I was, you know, going on my farm runs. I was going, I was, my dad would make me dig, like dig a hole and fill it back up and dig it again, you know, almost and, uh, you know, that's Rocky right there. That's the Visalia coming out. That's (laughs) two layer California grit. Go Mm -hmm. dig a hole. Wow. Cool. Wow. Okay. That kind of, that kind of, uh, gave me a base, you know, it it gave me a, a, a solid ground to where it's like, all right, let's work up from here, you know? And it gave me the, the, the right determination, the right mindset, I think, going into this next year. And I, I, I just, I really like the old school training. That's cool. Yeah, I do. That's my favorite. What, what you know, like Rocky film is like Rocky four, just because there's like the perfect, you have the super gym versus the old school, you know, catch a chicken. Do you ever, is that a thing? Is that a, is that actually a thing? The chicken thing? One, one time I, uh, when I was a kid, I went and tried to catch a chicken, right? They're little chicks. But then the, the the farmer guy, he let out the mother chickens and I got chased. The chickens are trying to catch <laughs> I will never That's get hilarious. the again, man. What's, so what's, when you go in the gym, obviously, even in pandemic, non-pandemic, what, you know, everyone, I love watching boxers wrap their, their, their wraps. I, I, you know, and it's just something, it's mesmerizing because you do it with its own artistry. Can you tell me about that experience for you? You know, someone has been in the ring for a while if they know how to wrap their hands, you know, and you kind of, you kind of judge someone on, on the way they wrap their hands too. Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's like the biggest part of boxing, but, you know, you get in there and I remember first learning how to wrap my hands. I thought it was the coolest thing ever, you know, when I was like eight years old, finally being able to wrap my hands on myself. Uh, but, you know, as long as long as you get, as long as you get the, the, the necessities covered, then you're good. Does your, for a lot of your first fights, you know, I remember I looked up, it says, I mean, I'm sure you have more now, 151 wins, nine defeats. Is that, what's your, is that your most recent record? Well, it's actually 162 now. I, I only fought 162. Well, actually, I'm sorry, 162 fights total. So. 152 wins, nine losses. 152 wins, nine losses now. Yeah. So, wow. Congratulations. I mean, most people want one. You got 152. They're like, can I just get one victory? Um, so, congratulations. I mean, way to go. What is the schedule? Is it like, okay, run in the morning? Or do you, do you, do you look at tape? What's, what's the day in a life? So, in the morning, I get up and I go for a run and I stretch out after that. Um, then, after that, I eat breakfast. After breakfast, we have our boxing session. Um, from our boxing session, I'll ice right after the boxing session, go eat, come back for our strength conditioning on, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, our condition, it is conditioning on Tuesdays, Thursdays, we have a a strength session. Um, after that, I will go back to the boxing gym and I'll do eight rounds of, uh, just movement and I'll ice again after that. Uh, after that, I'll go eat dinner and then I'll go and I'll have a stretching session with some of the guys on the team and we just stretch out kind of deload after a long day and i'll ice back after that Whoa. after that it's about nine o'clock and uh and then i gotta rest repeat i didn't I, I mean you're tougher than most the ice bath you do do you do two or three a day is that right well the the, 
right after training, I just do ices. Like I just oh, you just like ice, ice or yeah, to get on the on the hot spots, and then yeah. uh, afterwards, and I'll do one every day, and that's it's usually around like eight, and it, and it just happens to be cold outside too. But uh, man, the ice bath, yeah, it is brutal. But um, and during the ice bath, I've started really trying to visualize. You know, uh, cool. my dad and Coach Billy out here. He really, they really wanted me to uh, to start that visualization idea. They say you, you, uh, your mind can't really differentiate the the difference between a um, a visual workout and a, and a real workout. And uh, but I can tell you what my body can definitely tell with my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, tell me about this liver punch. I'll tell yeah. you what. Right? <laughs> so his body shots they they feel different than the visual so obviously i i mean visualization for me when i i didn't play a you know sport at your level but i played in college you know a little bit and you know there's a lot of pressure and obviously handling that uh i think i perform best when i visualize success what's your like action word like you know some people they have like let's go come on your time whatever what do you what do you say in your mind before a fight before between rounds what is that so mine <laughs> mine's a little different than that mine is i i get in the ring and you know, i'm a small heavyweight uh the yeah. average heavyweight's six five two sixty i'm about six two six one two twenty five two thirty and uh you get in there and you see that that huge guy right 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 ahead of you and you know you touch your gloves you go back to the corner to have for this round to start and you start thinking about everything you've done to prepare you for this for this tournament all the training everything like that you know screw it you know i'm doing this you know this this it's time you know it's not like a let's go it's a it's a screw it this is this is we're going now you know <laughs> what is what is that shirt that everyone has uh, burn the ships or whatever it's sort of <laughs> yeah, like that exactly. yeah, there you yeah. go yeah how was that you know having that pressure from your coach slash father growing up yeah you never want to go home with the coach right you know it's always the toughest part <laughs> uh, uh man i remember we'd have battles because uh i wanted to play sports in high school too so i played uh football basketball and i did track but after after that i would go to uh, my boxing practice i'd run to my boxing practice after one practice and uh there'd be times when my dad he really wanted me to play sports i really did and uh my dad would only want me to box but he he really did he let me play the different sports he let me you know kind of um broaden my aspects as an athlete yeah and uh i had to box until i was 16 um that was that was a goal he said once you hit 16 that's when you kind of start fighting its men that's when you start, you know, the real things start happening. So until you're 16, you box and then I'll let you choose. And so I get to 16 and uh, I'd already been to Russia once. I'd already been to Russia for the junior world championships. And I, I mean, I love the sport. I, I, yeah. I've it since day one. And, uh, you know, my dad, he really went from, from my boss and coach to more of like, like a companion, you know, he really helps me cool. out the entire time. And, you know, he's still the coach and he's still my dad and we still – yeah. have arguments every now and then but he really does help me out and I, I really enjoy and i appreciate everything he's done for me i wouldn't have any other way so you got the character counts pillar of respect you know that was a huge award what does it mean uh to be a leader in that way and, and how was it like when you received that award what was that like for you yeah that was a that was a while ago you get you did your research man <laughs> <laughs> um right I mean, what year was it, that I might have been in like in grade school still, you know. I might have been in like like a middle school type, but uh, wow. yeah. I mean, getting getting that award, I mean, it kind of kind of validated that I was on the right path, you know. It kind of, I it made me know that 
all right, I'm doing something right. You know, not along the lines of an athlete, but along the lines of being a person, you know. Mm. I, I want to be a good athlete, but I also want to be respectable and I want to come across as a genuine nice person. You know, no one ever wants to be that guy. I don't want to be that cocky athlete that just walks around. I want people to be able to, to have a conversation with me and me be able to talk back. And uh, I feel like that, that kind of said I was doing the right thing so far and it continued going down the lines. And with that being said, that was me listening to other people. I was listening to my dad, listening to my mom, listening to my teachers, understanding that I don't have all the answers and just trying to ask around. And that that did wonders for me. I, I appreciate that. That's that's beautiful. Now, how do you feel, you know, with the recent like thing, you know, things that are in the, the zeitgeist of, you know, boxing is is, you know, because you're obviously you you know it's a chess match not getting hit right and also if you get hit you can there's a potential for cte and head trauma how does that what's the you know you know the inner workings of your community what is the sentiment about that right now is it just like burn the ships or is it like what's your meant like how do you how do you feel about it so my mentality behind all that uh is the olympics is my dream the olympics is my right. goal the olympics is 100 it's what i live for what i live, live to do and you know to accomplish as a boxer uh so that is burn the ships you know 100 i'm all for it when i turn pro that's more along the lines of i've worked this hard i might as well get paid for it you know that's right so the amateur and the olympic style is burn the ships 100 i will i will break my arm for this going pro it's it's a it's a calculated risk i want to get in i want to get out I want to still have my wits about me, you know, going those longer rounds, especially against the super heavyweights, against the heavyweights there, it's, it's taxing, you know? And so yeah. that's going to be a calculated risk that I'm going to take with my dad. And we see how far we go, how long we go, and we're going to get in and get out and hopefully get some money. How do you feel about these, you know, the Jake Pauls of the world? You know what I mean? Oh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do you feel about this? And, and there's big money in that. Like, I agree with yeah. you, you know, like, Hey, you want to, uh, not to say you know you can go call out jake paul but it's also like go call out you know you know you it's just an interesting thing that's happening in trolling that like you know deontay wilder took care of that one troll i forgot that guy's name but we've all seen him whatever that guy's name is you know um and in the pauls are sort of trolls in in the combat sport world yeah. i mean in their own way they're i mean it, and uh, you know, this thing I think is just going to grow more and more where people are influencers, uh, athlete influencers cross over and play different sports, McGregor into boxing. How do you feel about that kind of crossover? Yeah. So with, with the whole Logan Paul and stuff like that, um, yeah. when they were fighting other YouTubers, I thought they're, they're switching sports. So it's getting more publicity to boxing. I thought right. you know, those two YouTubers going at it. So it's going to be a lot of publicity. And I, I was like, more power to them. I was like that. I mean, that's their sport. A lot of boxing fans didn't like that, but I was like, hey, I was like, I think it's pretty good. Now along the lines of Logan Paul kind of calling out the UFC guys to box them, you know, I, I would much rather him call out like a like a boxer. You know, I'd much rather have him call out a, a legitimate boxer. Right. I mean, this guy, he's like a gold medalist wrestler, right? That's amazing. This guy could fight, but he's a, he was a wrestler, you know, and this guy's bringing him to a whole different category, a whole different sport. And I think he's kind of cherry picking a little bit, and that kind of that kind of <laughs> rubs me the wrong the wrong way, you know. But other than that, I mean, like I said, more power to them. I mean, I think they have the fan base, and uh, they're making money. And uh, if I could jump to YouTube and just do what they're doing, I would try the same thing, you know. Part of boxing in your pro world is sort of cherry picking, right? I mean, that is sort of like picking the right fights, yeah. and 
you just you said it so in a way it's like a game recognized game in a way he's got he's yeah. he's he you know it is if you're going to choose one but i i don't even i wouldn't want to box with ben Askren. i mean he can definitely take a punch oh, holy i i think if it goes past like three rounds I, i'm gonna give it to him like but i mean i i've seen is it logan or jake fighting this guy jake jake's fighting uh, I, I think i've seen the spar and he he's a nice punch you know what i mean so i think if he comes out and does his thing in the first two rounds he might have a shot i think it goes past three I'm gonna give the conditioning and everything to the to the main guy that's been in fights before. We actually have a sports psychologist that's on um that we talk to, you know, monthly okay. weekly, depending on how how long we need to talk to him. And he really does help, you know, if there's ever like a, a anything wrong with how how the coach would think we're training, the sports psychologist will come in and really try to get to the bottom of it. Um, whether it's family issues, whether it's sports issues, whether it's you know, just outside influences that are messing with the training. Uh and it it's really shocking how how much how oftentimes that actually is you know people usually think it's like oh i just had a bad day of training but it really is sometimes it's it's uh you know tied together with the, like a, a some mess up that happened today and uh the sports psychologist he, he comes in he really helps us out his name's chris and uh he really does a great job so i really appreciate it chris oh man it's amazing and so so you guys do you and how often do you get to see chris what's his last name so we can give him a shout out shout out do we know oh We'll Charles. add later. Chris, you know Chris Lesson? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, shout out Chris. Yeah, shout <laughs> Sports out. No, it's best. You, you guys feel like friends. So, yeah, man. And then that's cool. It, has it helped you in, uh, elevate your game in boxing like a lot? Like, how can, can you talk a little bit to that? Yeah, I think so. Uh, one of the biggest things, uh, not just visualization, but actually just meditation. Uh, he's helped me on that and just the breathing technique, you know. Uh, uh, cool. just trying to clear your mind in total you know sometimes when you're visualizing you you're still keeping that mental you know the the taxing of you know another workout but sometimes just being able to clear your mind and meditate helps a lot and it helps me really calm down sometimes that even helps me focus more than visualization so i'm really appreciate him to show me how to do that that's cool and do you guys journal at all or write goals down and stuff yeah yeah we have the uh um well we do the um we write down goals and then we'll have the short-term goals and the long-term goals. Um, when we're in training camp, we do the short-term goals. And even if every practice, we'll come up with three goals that we want to work on for that day. Um, mm -hmm. And then from that point on, we'll try to further that into having a good day. Because sometimes when you're sparring and you don't think you did right or you got hit too much, you look back and you think of your three goals. And if you accomplish those three goals, it does make you feel a little bit better. I, I love writing goals down, just like crossing them off. It's, there's something so satisfying about it. So right now, this is when we do the rapid fire. I know we are about, we have three minutes left. This is super quick. I want you to just literally think as fast as you can. You know, first instinct on this, this is the rapid fire section. Quick questions. Tyson Fury or Anthony Joshua? Tyson Fury. Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali? Muhammad Ali. Klitschko or Tyson? Klitschko. Roberto Duran or Vinny Pazianza? Duran. Joe Frazier or George Foreman? Frazier. Evander Holyfield, Lennox Lewis? Lewis. Busta Rhymes or uh, Buster Douglas? Go <laughs> <laughs> Douglas on that one. Okay, uh, Pacquiao or Mayweather? Oh, Mayweather. Logan Paul or Money Mayweather? Mayweather. <laughs> <laughs> burger or hot dog? Uh, burger. Pizza or pasta? Pizza. Favorite post-workout meal? chocolate milk oh that is great okay dude hey man that was amazing richard torres jr he's gonna he's going for gold 
I do. I have a great feeling about this. Come on, Southpaw, but he's looking right at you, coming at you. I mean, dude, watching you fight, it's just amazing. So, I mean, it, it's fascinating. Obviously, I want to let you get back to training. Do you want to throw some of your plugs where, you, where we can follow and see along you, you know, your journey? Yeah, you can follow me. Uh, I'm most active on, on Instagram. It's cool. the Richard Torres with two E's. I call Shakespearean. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can follow my journey. Uh, my Instagram has a link to my YouTube account. Uh, I do, when it's not such a big camp, I do, uh, you know, vlog a little bit of uh, what's actually going on in the elite athlete training camp. And it's pretty cool to watch. Boom. Thank you, dude, brother. Thanks for coming on. Uh, good luck at your, your next session. What are you, what are you working on right now? What, what's the... Yeah, I got my eight rounds of movement now. So, uh, so the normal workouts for Team USA, we do about two workouts and then a stretching session. But I add on the morning run and I add on the, uh, the movement afterwards. And so that's something I do daily. It's something I started doing at home and I want to continue doing that. So, so it's like shadow boxing? And yeah, shadow boxing. And then I, I have a maze ball too. So where you move your head and stuff like that. And uh, so just cool. that and footwork. And it really does. It helps. And it's kind of, it's like, it's calming, you know? I, I kind of like yeah. it. Beautiful, man. Well, enjoy the shadow box and, and thanks for coming on. Boom. There we go. Dude, yeah. come on. That was amazing. Let me just.